Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. These words written by Paul to the church in Ephesus, we find that scripture in Ephesians 5, verses 31 through the end of the chapter, verse 33. And he echoes uh, both Paul and Moses under Holy Spirit inspiration, writing that a man is to leave his father and mother and cleave and hold fast to his wife. And there is an aspect of the two becoming one that involves the physical union of a husband and a wife. And one of the ways we refer to that is sex. And so we continue talking about sex on today's podcast. What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Um, I'm Tammy, and I'm here with my husband, Roland. Hello. And Sally Meredith is joining us today. And uh, we are continuing our conversation on sexual intimacy in marriage. Um, Last podcast, and if you want to go back and listen, if you haven't already, uh, we covered um, the first four, I'm sorry, first three truths. And we are on truth number four uh, today, truth number four, five, and six. And so... We are starting with truth number four is physical love demands a time priority. So there was, there was quite a bit that we addressed in that first podcast, so we would encourage you to go back and listen to that as we follow biblical truths that are highlighted in the To Becoming One material, uh, where in small groups and in one-on-one, as well as in premarital, we have a lot of robust conversation as it relates to physical intimacy. Typically, in a small group, you do separate the men and the women because there's specific conversation that you have with them. And so so we've been doing this in mixed company over the first podcast and this one, mm-hmm. but we we are looking forward to the next two where we will separate. That being said, the conversation doesn't need to be awkward. We can talk about sex because God designed it, God created it, God uh, God speaks about it, and so we'll continue to do that. So truth number four is physical love demands a priority. Mm-hmm. We'll look to several scriptures. The first one is found in Deuteronomy chapter 24 and verse 5, which reads this way, when a man is newly married, he shall not go out with the army or be liable for any other public duty. He shall be free at home one year to be happy with his wife whom he has taken. And so what is the idea there that's being communicated in a biblical principle that we can draw from something that was established way back when Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy was written? Uh, that a man would be focused at home for one year and bring happiness. <laughs> I love the word happy being put in that scripture. That 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 
area of un- of of the marriage that that it was meant to be you know cultivated in that first year and i think that um i think i just think that's good i think there's another aspect of uh of a man learning to uh, bring happiness to his wife and that's that men um are going and blowing and uh providing um finances for the couple Mm -hmm. um but he doesn't often stop and analyze his wife he mm-hmm. doesn't al- always stop and say, hey, mm-hmm. do you have some needs that need to be met? Now, that would not be physical for the most part for women, mm-hmm. although it can include mm-hmm. that. But it would be more understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think that idea of bring happiness to his wife, she needs for him to understand who she is as a woman. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that takes a whole lifetime for a guy. Mm-hmm. Much it's, more than a year. <laughs> yeah, much more than a year. It takes a lifetime. And that's, that's why we're right. married for a lifetime. That's right. Is that we, both male and female, we have to understand each other. So I, as a woman, have to understand my husband. Mm-hmm. He, as a man, needs to understand his wife. We're different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the challenge and the differences are sometimes, well, <laughs> uh, most of the time what naturally happens is our differences drive us apart. Mm-hmm. That's where the thread that runs through the two becoming one material of moving from performance to faith is so important. Mm-hmm. Because when we contrast a performance-based marriage in the area of sexual intimacy, even as we read scripture, we identify that there's a need for the male as well as the female, and those needs are different. And if we're performance-based, then those needs drive a male and a female apart because they feel like this is a need that I have and this is a need that's not being met. And because this need isn't being met, then you're unhappy as opposed to what we read in that scripture, which is that we're to find happiness in the relationship that we have with one another. By faith, I consider what is the need of the other person. And by faith, whether we feel like it or not, Mm -hmm. we seek to meet the need of the other person without getting into the details of what's very unhealthy. We stay on really where most couples live is just identifying if by faith I can consider the needs of my spouse Mm -hmm. as important and both of you are seeking to outdo one another, then there is a closeness that comes as a result of living this out by faith. We do typically mention in each of the podcasts that we understand that there's very, uh, there are very dysfunctional relationships, there are very one-sided relationships, and we, we never advocate that a faith relationship means you just get walked all over mm-hmm. uh, and that you're not honored, valued, and respected. Mm-hmm. So that, that being said, we kind of go back to really where most couples live, mm-hmm. is we tend to be somewhat selfish, mm-hmm self-focused and this truth that we're communicating is that physical love should be a priority just like anything else and for a couple to have the conversation what what do you need in order for us to experience the kind of oneness as it relates to sex that we should have you know what was kind of mind-blowing to me and i and I grew up in the church, and I, I, I felt like going into marriage, I had a, I had a healthy view. I, had a, I felt like I had a healthy perspective. I was looking forward to it, and it was not, it was not at all um, 
uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say I felt shame. I, I, I was looking forward to it. I knew it was a beautiful thing that God had created. And I had actually read Song of Solomon. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast during church. <laughs> My friend said, have you read this book in the Bible? And anyway, but um, I took a... I took a class. It was actually a Bible study, and it was on the book by Linda Dillo, um, Intimate Issues. And this book came out, I want to say it was, when would you say, Sally, was it the 80s or the 90s? Maybe the 90s? 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So funny. Now you think 30 years ago, and you think (laughs) back in the 60s, but it's it's the 80s, 90s. Anyway, um, the just the idea of bringing comfort the idea of of comforting each other and they took the um the scripture reference of david in the bible and bathsheba and how he had just they had just lost their son um and that the scripture says but now that he is dead why should i go on fasting can i bring him back again i will go to him but he will not return to me but then the next verse says then david comforted his comforted his wife bathsheba and he went to her and made love to her she gave birth to a son and they named him solomon and the lord loved him um and i just i just thought you know that that just that idea of of bringing comfort even though again i i had i i I sort of knew that, <laughs> but you know, just when you open scripture and you realize when 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 you realize how much the that God's word has to say about this physical union, you know, it's it really is. And I just remember thinking it is very true. I mean, it is comforting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but very much so. <laughs> one of the one of the questions. Well, wh- why why and why is it important for the wife to know that her husband is available to her and to meet her needs? When we talk about the tendency of a man to just be off and running, mm-hmm. and sex is just one of those things that if we just if we just take a few moments rather than any kind of a build up and cultivating intimacy, what what we read in Deuteronomy and what we're leading up to with this truth is physical love. And we keep highlighting physical love demands a priority. Mm -hmm. It has to be prioritized. Why is it important for the wife to know that her husband is available to her and is learning to meet her needs, though it takes a lifetime to do that? (laughs) One, one thing we keep leaving out is physical love demands. It is demands a priority, but it demands a time priority. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's one thing too is, is that the time you know like setting aside the time and like you said it's not just you know let's just do this quick and move on and get get on with what we need to do it's it's there is a time priority and i think that that's maybe the issue too i I know that that has been the issue where you you want that time together and it's not just like i'm not going to just you know serve you a, a plate of food in that sense of the same way yeah and i and i do think it's I do think it works both ways. I don't. I don't think there's many men out there going. You know, if we could just take uh, a, a few minutes, you know, each time, that 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 would satisfy the need that the male has. No, right. Well, let me go back to Christ and the church, our example. Mm-hmm. That's good. When we spend time with the Lord, we often have a very quick time 
it may be five minutes it may be that we've got a full day and mm-hmm. and we take five minutes with the lord and and that's all we've got mm-hmm. so we take it that's true but then there are other times in which we sit down with our cup of coffee and we take some a lengthy time with that's the good. lord it's the same thing it's the picture of christ in the church mm-hmm. that's right. um, and jesus welcomes both he does he welcomes those quick times yeah. But he also really relishes in the time that we spend with him and get to know him and fall mm-hmm. in love with him. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> again, I think that the picture of Christ in the church, we always bring it back to that. Mm-hmm. What, what is our relationship with Christ like, and how can we mirror that as reflect, reproduce, and reign? How can we mirror that in reflecting um, the image of Christ in our life? That's so okay. I think... Um, one of the things about this verse, and pardon my voice, <clears throat> one of the things about this verse, it, it talks about that um, in Israel, they were obviously at a time of war. In fact, Israel's of, often in a time of war. <laughs> right. And so um, for a husband and wife to get married and for him not to go out to war doesn't mean he didn't go to work. It simply means he didn't go to war. He didn't, he didn't leave, leave the house for a year and come back and expect that relationship to be uh, uh, healthy mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I think what God is just simply saying to young couples, you have a special time almost before children come along. Mm-hmm. You have a special time to get to know each other. And if it's nine months from the time of the, of, uh, the marriage or mm-hmm. if it's two or three years down the road, mm-hmm take that time to get to know each other talk through issues talk through your past talk through uh hurts and 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 abuse um, Mm. that you've experienced in your past get it all out on the table that's really good so that people so that a couple can can be become um enriching to each other as they know each other we all bring baggage into our marriage all of us um and usually it's uh, sinful baggage, mm-hmm. and so talk about it. Don't cover it over. Don't right. You know, get it out on the table where it can be seen. Yeah, and then God can deal with it when it's out, out in the light. I think that's so good. That's so healthy. And I wonder how many people are listening now that, oh, you don't even know. I, right. There's no way I could tell yeah. my husband or my wife. Right. And and that's that and yet see that's what we do with the lord when mm-hmm. we get everything out on the table with the lord oh it it makes such a difference on on uh, our our relationship with him so we're not hiding anything he he, he knows, knows anyway he knows right. anyway right <clears throat> our husbands and wives don't, don't. know <laughs> and so that's part of i think getting to know be, and again we have to be careful mm-hmm. um but yeah for sure So cultivating that time and making time for that can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. But here's the reminder we have in Song of Solomon. We read in chapter 7, Come, my beloved, let us go out into the fields and lodge in the villages. Let us go out early to the vineyards and see whether the vines have budded, whether the great blossoms have opened and the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. This is specifically the bride speaking to the husband. And there's a communication of time priority there. And I think the principle that we can draw is the importance of getting away. Mm -hmm. 
and removing distractions for a time. I do think it's important to say this. Uh, a weekend away doesn't uh, – it, it's not the silver bullet to resolving the issues in your marriage. Uh, as Sally, as you mentioned, our time with the Lord is something that we – if it's five minutes, then we take the five minutes, but we we look for extended time. And so that's that's time you've got to take in your in your marriage as well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's that getaway that really helps recharge and reprioritize and recalibrate your relationship. Well, I, also, sure. I also think it's important <clears throat> he's he talks about uh, in nature, getaway in nature. Mm-hmm. And when we're in our homes, yeah, we have nature around us. We've got trees and flowers outside we mm-hmm. can look at. But there's something really special about going away, mm-hmm. finding a place of beauty, and then um, mm-hmm. really concentrating on each other. Mm-hmm. It's very healthy, and I think that uh, Song of Solomon really reaches into that I love it. that depths of us that we we need nature mm-hmm. to encourage us sexually. I think so, that's, too. That's amazing. It is. Beautiful beaches. Mm-hmm. Mountains. Walking, mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiking trails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just in nature. Yeah. And that contextualizes really in, in any culture that we're in. I know that we take this material into third world countries and this is still a truth that we communicate because it's biblical Mm -hmm. so what does it look like in your context i know that sometimes we think well we're limited by finances well be creative and Mm -hmm. figure out a way to be able to take that time away and make your physical love sex a time priority in your marriage and everything that leads up to that here here's the thing i think that we miss sometimes is that Physical love is inclusive. We we try to separate, and I feel like the world does that. Is it is it takes sex and it tries to separate it from spiritual and emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And when you're cultivating oneness in your marriage, all of those things go together. You you can't separate it. It's that that's why the things that so often the world takes and perverts in sex is is defiled. It defiles sex because it it makes it exclusive. It kind of shines this spotlight on something that that can't stand alone. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes along with everything else. And with that, we transition to in a healthy relationship. This next truth we look at is that physical love requires a transfer mm-hmm. of body ownership. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians 7, we read this. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And that's an interesting truth for couples to navigate, this mutual transfer of body ownership, mm-hmm. emphasis on the mutual. And what so practically, what does it look like mm-hmm. to experience that in your marriage? Well, I right away 
I think um, there might be some women or men listening that would say, oh, no, no. <laughs> my body, I'm in charge of my, my body, own body. My control. My, yes. And, um, but when we look at Scripture, there's a reason that that, that, is, that is there. And I think that if, in any situation, if there are obviously, if there's any kind of abuse um, or, you know, so maybe, and I have heard that, that um, sometimes it's used, the scripture is used as that's not, you know, your body belongs to me and therefore, you know, and so there's, there's, there's that. So we always need to, you know, bring that out if that is what's happening um, in your marriage. That's not a healthy that's not a, a healthy um, or an accurate view of of what the scripture speaks to. But it's it's when we when we get married, our our body we become one. <laughs> so now, literally, our bodies are are one. And so we do we we are to offer that we are we are to be um, selfless in that. And so I know that, that that goes against a lot of um, what's, what's being spoken out there. And I know that, um, but when we, when we're, we have to adhere with, to what the scripture says, and we need to um, uh, recognize that in, in marriage, it's not just you anymore. The same way that you start to pro- you know, reproduce and you have kids, it's not just you anymore. It's not even just you and your husband, it's your kids. And it's, and there's, there's, there's that, that we're just naturally selfish. And so when we, when we are married, um, realizing the need, whether you, um, whether you feel like it or not, that, that, that the Lord blesses it and honors that, that selfless um, way of, of giving giving your body to your and husband. I would say that there um, there in many marriages there may need to be some counseling mm-hmm. uh, to for healing mm-hmm. um, we're, we live in a perverted world mm-hmm. Absolutely. and um, so I would say most marriages come into into marriage not pure not holy mm-hmm. oh, for sure um, not having saved themselves for the other one and so <clears throat> um, counseling may need to to be there for for the healing to take place so that a a woman and a man can give each other their own body Mm -hmm. and again i go back to christ in the church Mm -hmm. you know that when i became a a believer it took a little while but Mm -hmm. you come to a point where you say lord i am yours completely Mm -hmm. take me use me do what you want to yeah now that that doesn't happen overnight in a in a in, a, in Christianity, and right. I don't think it happens overnight in a marriage, mm-hmm. to where where that becomes commonplace that my body is my husband's and his is mine. Mm-hmm. That's maturity. That's mm-hmm. maturity. That's good. So for for young couples to know this, it takes time. It takes time to do what we're what we're advocating in in these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why God says that he, he wants us married for life mm-hmm. because we have to learn biblical principles and put them into practice and that mm-hmm. it is not overnight and it's not just automatic on the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so 
Yeah. Yeah, we we list this biblical truth as as a goal as what should be taking place in a healthy marriage is that what we read in 1 Corinthians 7 is what we're after is that my body is not mine it belongs to Tammy and I can trust her with that mm-hmm. and that Tammy's body is not her own it's mine and she can trust me with that and I think one of the challenges is is a is a lack of trust in many cases it's a violated trust and that violated trust probably the most frustrating thing as it relates to sex and marriage is when neither one of the spouses violated the trust but it's actually a wound that either the husband or the wife brought in the marriage Mm -hmm. and as a result of that wound that they bring in the marriage they just find it difficult to completely give themselves over and the response of the other one if it's a reaction in anger Mm -hmm. because love is performance-based, then the very thing that they think is going to draw them closer only pushes them further away. (laughs) And so this idea of transfer of body ownership is a significant biblical truth, but it's only going to happen, as Sally, as you have said, and Tammy, you (laughs) communicated as well, is it takes – it goes back to number four. It's almost like these truths really build on one another. Yeah. Physical love demands a time priority. In that time priority, we're cultivating trust in one another so that I can completely give myself over knowing that that I'm not I'm not gonna be violated, I'm not gonna be abused. I'm not, I'm not going to be used, that I'm, I'm highly valued, that I'm not just seen as mm. something that is meeting only somebody else's needs, but that mutually we're giving ourselves to one another so that we can mutually satisfy one another. It's, it's a beautiful picture when we can approach our marriage that way. It, it, it's, it's, it, it strengthens the oneness that we have, and then we continue to... Uh, go back to Sally what you've said our relationship with Christ we we can trust Christ yeah. i think of the scripture in revelation that picture of behold i stand at the door and knock right if any man hears my voice and opens the door i mm. will come in and i will sup with him and he with me mm. and there, there's there's an interesting picture not to take the scripture out of context, but it does reveal the character and the nature of the God that we serve. For John the Revelator to write, he stands at the door and he knocks, desiring relationship with us, but through the Holy Spirit drawing, giving us the opportunity to respond to his pursuit Mm -hmm. and respond to his invitation. Yeah, and again, the husband and the wife are a picture of Christ in the church. That's mm-hmm. what That's that it. is. That's right. And when Jesus knocks at the door, he doesn't bust the door down. Nope. He He's waits. A gentleman. He's, he waits until we open the door. And that's mm-hmm. the picture of the husband wife relationship. Sometimes the husband would like to bust down the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really the wife inviting him and saying, okay, it's time. We're, we're, we're in good shape. Uh, Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're not in good shape, but you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that again, that um, there's so much in Scripture. This is why Paul keeps saying, 
this mystery is great, but I speak of Christ in the church. This is a mystery. And he intends for our relationship. Um, Don and I were married 54 years. He intends for those 54 years to be a picture of me falling in love with Christ, of Don falling in love with Christ, and that the picture of the, of the marriage relationship is. And then one thing I want to pull out here on in the book too, it talks about that our body is a gift. It's truly a gift to the other one. Mm-hmm. And when we withhold a gift, it's like we want to change the gift. We want to, mm-hmm. you know, and it goes back to that Genesis 2 mm-hmm. passage of, of how God provided for us a gift in the other one. Mm-hmm. Well, that includes the sexual. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's, it's a huge part oh, is yeah. the sexual. And so <clears throat> it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it is. <laughs> it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And that's a true statement. That's a true yeah. statement. And yeah. husbands and wives are happier the longer they're together and the more they give each other mm-hmm. the love that, that is a gift from each mm-hmm. other rather mm-hmm. than withholding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why a marriage can last a lifetime and yeah. be healthy. Right, mm-hmm. because you're learning these principles over and over and over again. Yeah, that is a really good transition to our next truth, mm-hmm. which we're not we're not going to take a deep dive because I think that this is going to be a really good truth to expand on when it's just the women, mm-hmm. and then later on when it's just the men. And the truth is this: physical love is to be passionate and creative. And I think that that idea, when you talk about physical love requires a transfer of body ownership and how that's a gift, and when you see yourself as presenting yourself as a gift to your spouse, that there's ways to make that passionate and creative. Each truth we can identify where a lot of couples have fallen into a rut, where they're running parallel paths, and in a lot of cases, unfortunately, there's significant drifting because the time priority has been lost. They don't feel like they can trust the other one, and then you're certainly not going to be passionate and creative. Mm -hmm. But as you get to this idea of being passionate and creative, you can look, you you look forward to Mm -hmm. being able to enjoy this aspect of intimacy that is physical and sex. Song of Solomon in chapter 4, verse 16 uh, writes, Awake, O north wind, and come. O south wind, blow upon my garden, let its spices flow. In Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, I came to my garden, my sister, my bride. I gathered my myrrh with my spice. I ate my honeycomb. With my honey, I drank my wine with my, with my milk. And there are other passages that these passages, Word pictures are given as Solomon and his bride. There's these metaphors for physical intimacy that they experienced. And so there was emotion and there was excitement behind what they did. And so I think what we'll get into is, so how did Solomon's bride entice him spiritually? What's happening between Solomon and his wife in these passages? And... How can we then transfer that to the kind of enjoyment that we can have in our marriage? So without getting too too far into this idea of physical love being passionate and creative, 
Tammy and Sally, I'd say, what what do we leave as a little bit of a cliffhanger for people to look forward to in the next podcast? Well, let me say this about Solomon. He, all the way through Song of Solomon, there are word pictures of of nature. Mm -hmm. This is one of those. Now, when we look at our weather pattern, and it it has never changed on planet Earth. The weather, Mm -hmm. weather pattern is the same wherever you are in the world. So uh, it talks about the east wind, the south wind, uh, the north wind. So Solomon uses the weather pattern and applies it to sex, which I think is very interesting. (laughs) Um, So as we look at the United States and we look at the weather pattern, it's always, it comes from one direction and never goes the other way around unless it's a tornado. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Then it starts swirling. Right. But otherwise, the weather pattern never changes. And so the cool winds from the north, they're refreshing. And the moist wind from the south is mm-hmm. brings moisture. Yeah. He's talking about this in the area of sexual lovemaking. Mm-hmm. That 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 the we need the cool winds, the refreshing winds. We also need the moisture uh, for for uh, correct intercourse. Mm-hmm. And so he, here he uses. Now he never gets off the dotted line. I'm getting off the dotted line here. He never <laughs> gets off the dotted line. He just uses nature to show us. Okay, there is a time in which it's it's right mm-hmm. um and it's not before that time it's not after it's so i i love i love solomon always using nature yeah mm-hmm. to reprogram us it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to reprogram us in our sexual love making and i don't know about uh any of you out there but song of solomon changed my life mm. uh in marriage because it's the word of god it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 you know, it made, it just changed my whole perspective of, of sex. Yeah. Yeah, and it's creative, and it's passionate, and it's it's not supposed to be, you know, lifeless, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't like, we like looking at life. We like, we like nature because it's living and it's breathing, and that's the way it should be in the sexual union as well, you know, and, um, I, I think it's so interesting how so much of Scripture just kind of lures us in to dig a little deeper, you know, and I think that, and and in this area, too, so it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got biblical principles, we've got the way that our body naturally responds, and the great thing is, is here, really, sex and marriage is is really the challenges that exist there are such an attack of the enemy Mm -hmm. because we look at we look at sex outside of marriage and we think oh the the excitement that they must have and it's Mm. the the either the the fornication which is sex outside of marriage or it's, it's the adultery where we are where we betray trust and we uh are and we have intimacy sexual intimacy with someone that's not our spouse so all of these things happen and they're glorified and they're they're portrayed as if you really want to be happy you can embrace this Mm -hmm. and it's such an attack of the enemy because as we look at this this truth 
that we're talking about. Love being passionate and creative is we can not only embrace what the Bible has to say about it, but we can embrace what our how our body naturally responds, and we don't have to be ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. We we can embrace all that God intended sex sexual love and sexual love making to be in marriage because there's nobody nobody that should be having better sex than two people who are looking to become one to reflect the image of the relationship that exists with christ in the church we open the podcast with ephesians 5 paul says this is a profound mystery and what he quoted is that therefore a man is to leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two will become one and one of the ways that we do that is not only in the way that we interact spiritually the way that we interact emotionally but also the way that we interact in sex Uh, you'll hear us say this often sex can be a barometer to where your relationship is at and so we encourage you to have many conversations with your spouse but especially as we talk about sexual intimacy encourage them listen to the podcast study god's word and and stick with us uh, as we continue our conversation on sex yes. in marriage yeah amen <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the christian family life podcast be sure to subscribe To learn more about the ministry, visit our website at christianfamilylife.com. There you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all the social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.